0: When twilight comes, it's time to light your lantern. But sometimes human technology isn't enough to get past nature's barriers. That was the case when early sonar came up against the lanternfish, which congregates in the millions. This tiny mesopelagic creature bio the twilight zone, following the gray haze up and down with the turning of the earth. But following the light is one way to find food in life death and taxonomy welcome back to life death and taxonomy it's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information i'm joe and i'm carlos Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Show on YouTube or Spotify. And
1: thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy, or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. Uh, and a very special thank you to our patrons. Thank you to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspalich, Carol Raskulich, Paul Chomo and Richard Caspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping us keep the lights on.
0: And today we're talking about a little fish of mine. But more on that later.
1: Not a, not a big fish?
0: This little fish of mine. Oh, I do not want to hear any more shine. children's
1: songs, please. <laughs> That's my <laughs> whole life. Is Daniel Tiger and Max the Glow Train. Um, and, uh, but at least, you know, the the Bible songs are fun mm-hmm. and uh, meaningful and impactful. But we are talking about the Spotted Lanternfish, or just Lanternfish mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise known as the Sonar Scrambler, the Whittle Wishy-Washy, and <laughs> the Glow Guppy. I like them all. I was... Uh, after looking at this guy, I was like, I th- this... As as much as of a regular fish, this looks like, um, it is really ringing some bells. And I was like looking up other, like minnows and guppies and um, sardines and stuff like that, like regular fish. I was like, what does this look like? This looks exactly like the Pokemon Wishy Washy.
0: Never heard or seen such an animal. It's not.
1: What? Like,
0: because it's a pokemon Such a Pokemon
1: doesn't exist <laughs> it's not real um oh, it's that's a, fine. It's, a, it's a newer one and it's not very good but um uh that's 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 why I was ringing the bell but yeah I guess are you looking at it it's yeah. it's it's that little minnow shape with the giant eye eyes he's got two of them mm-hmm. um so yeah that must have been what they went off of. Um, but let's taxonomize this r- real quick. Uh, the kingdom is the one you know, love, and or in. That's Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. The class—it's a fish. Say it with me: Actinopterygii. Fun. This is—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can spell that without having to look it up. <laughs> um, the order is Myctophiformes. Mictophiformes. I'm sorry, I was not anticipating the pH and then the F being right next to each other like that. Um, the <laughs> family is Mictophidae. My- uh, the genus is Mictophum, and the species is punctatum. So this is straight up a Hogwarts spell. Mictophum My- Myct- punctatum. I can't even say it. Um, no, sw- that's swish the language, and
0: flick. That's the language. Anakin speaks to Watto when he's uh when he's still on Tatooine. When McTotum, Punk <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Java.
1: Jawa. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> exactly it. <laughs> it's uh it's um H- Huttese is the the language. Yeah. Um man, that was a it's a pretty nerdy thing to say, I guess. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, because we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, nitty-gritty nomenclature. We already it's know a what a of fish. fish is. Um, and even even the Pokemon Wishy-Washy's ability is called schooling, so we, we, we get it. It's a school. Um, so we're going to have to go with what does the nomenclature mean? So, does Mictophum, or Mictophum punctatum mean A, spotted snake nose, B, small light fish, C, fast bait fish, or D, glowing stalk eye?
0: Small light fish, final answer.
1: You're not even going to think about it?
0: No. In- incorrect. The answer is spotted snake nose. I should have went with spotted since it's the spotted one.
1: It is It is the spotted um, lanternfish. But uh, yeah, punctatum means spotted. Which, I mean, I now, like, once I looked it up, yeah. I was like, I see it now. Like that makes sense. Like punctuation kind of thing. Um, but Mictophum Means snake nose sure fair enough um i don't even see it when i look at the that much when i when i look at the the animal but since we're looking at the animal let's describe it uh so the spotted lanternfish is basically a giant eyed sardine um it has a thin body with mottled brown scales uh, and yes, massive eyes, characteristic of animals that live at the bottom of the ocean. Um, it also has a slighty, slightly protruding snout um, that I guess is snake looking, um, but it really just looks like a standard like fish face um, or minnow face or something like that. It, it, I, it doesn't look like a snake at all to me, not like a snake head. Um, and uh, other than that, there's really nothing else interesting about its appearance, even in the dark. So stop asking. <laughs> uh, um, and he's very small. So how small is it, Joe?
0: Well, that brings us to the beloved measure of segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio yourself saying, seeing or chittering. The words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week, so we'll have to look back into the archives for our greatest hits. Okay, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure
1: up! Do you Ooh, know, uh, that one sounds. Do you know who that is? That sounds familiar.
0: That was sent in by Bibby. But do you know who's in it? Besides Bibby. No. (laughs) It's sent in by Abby and Joel. My favorite uh, Oh. My favorite Sufi and Stevens album. Do are his albums (laughs) just people's names?
1: Carrie and Lowell. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. This is one that we pr- got. One. One of the ones that we um held like the entire family hostage until they gave. They all gave us measure ups. Uh, during one family vacation. I'm very fun on va- family vacations.
0: <laughs> Forcing your relatives to make you content.
1: Yeah, to participate in something they don't listen to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess. Well, then thank you to Abby and... Yeah, thank um, you,
1: Abby and Joel. And, and Joel in will case. fall on deaf, deaf ears. Oh well, they, they may they may listen to this eventually, if, they,
0: uh, if I evangelize enough. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about length. They're 11 centimeters, or 4.3 inches. Lanternfish, in general, the family, uh, can range, but they're mostly very small some can be like the 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 tip of your thumb the length of your thumb which 4.3 inches is all bigger than that yeah it's like your thumb to your index maybe
1: yeah it looks like it i mean it really looks like it should be on a pizza i mean not should (laughs) like it
0: it would be on a pizza but not my pizza hashtag not my pizza no not my pizza so how many lanternfish go into the height of the largest sky lantern ever made? I'm going to I'm going to go
1: ahead and let you define what a sky lantern is.
0: Have you ever seen Tangled?
1: Yeah. That Is that? Yeah. It's a, basically an uh, a a runaway hot air balloon with nobody yes. in it. Yes.
0: A hot air balloon that is not manned. <laughs> okay. So, essentially, what is the largest piece of trash somebody <laughs> transplanted from one area to another? Basically,
1: a weather balloon that... Via heat. <laughs> functions like a hot air balloon. Um,
0: <laughs> it's long distance, hot trash. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's a hint. The largest um, lantern from the sky was created in January to, to 2009 in uh, the lantern was given the title, hmm, how do you, is that, well, it's Spanish, hold on. ¿Homenaje uh, a la fauna del planeta, how do you, how would you pronounce F-A-U-N-A in Spanish? Fauna. Fauna? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fauna. Like Lauda, like Laura? Yeah. Do you know what that is? That 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 means? Uh I Hama Hamane Hamana You might if I uh
1: if I saw it. If maybe. I could
0: say it. Um, Home, nahe Probably homage. Homage, same word as that. A la fauna de
1: Homage to the animals of the planet or something like that? Planet's Wildlife Tribute, yes. I mean, goodness, hot air balloons are huge. You could technically have one just that's just as big as a hot air balloon. But that's a lot of trash. So um, I'll I'll go with maybe half the size of a hot air balloon. <laughs> Which I don't know how big a hot air balloon is. They're really big.
0: The height of one? The height of the thing, not how not how tall it is, not how not how high it was. Yeah, the how height, how tall it was. Yeah. Um,
1: I'll say like 15 feet. The answer is 41. We'll say 42. We'll round up. 42 of these lanternfish go into the biggest uh, tangled lantern all those days chasing down a daydream i've heard that <laughs> song a lot too um yeah 40 42
0: correct answer is 106 oh goodness it's a big big boy the lantern was 11.68 meters or 38 feet and three inches
1: See, I went with 30 feet for, like, a, a hot air balloon, and then I just cut that in half and went with 15, so.
0: It was a full hot air balloon.
1: That's, um, I can see that now.
0: <laughs> see the error of my ways. It was a full-on hot air balloon. Let's talk dive depth. They may be found as low as 1,000 meters or 3,280 feet, 3,280 feet. So how many lanternfish depths would it take to get to space in America? What is space? Yeah, that's why I had to say in America, because it is considered other a different height in other places.
1: Also, the atmosphere well, here- isn't like... A defined line it's where at one point you
0: are in the atmosphere and then if you just poke your head up, you're in space. Well, that brings us to our hint. The U.S. decided that space would officially start where the atmospheric pressure dropped less than one pound per square foot. And they decided this because planes can't go to space. And they were measuring this with a plane. And the plane couldn't go any higher than this. Because the pressure wasn't enough.
1: Planes cannot space good, so... That's a good measurement. They're not good at space.
0: Cargo space? No, cargo ground.
1: Uh, That's actually a pretty good hint, because I was gonna go by the International Space Station, which I do know (laughs) the height of, but that is a lot higher than planes can go. So I'm gonna go with one hundred and fifty thousand feet because that sounds very high for a plane. But maybe like a stealth bomber or something like that, one of those ones that goes above the radar can go super high. I'm gonna go with two hundred thousand feet. That sounds that sounds about right. So my answer is six hundred and. 10 um, lanternfish depths going to the height between America and space. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the correct answer is 80 lanternfish depths. Oh, space is so much closer than I thought. Space starts at 50 miles or 81 kilometers. Just a short drive. Wait. It's a two-hour drive. Is that what that is? Did I do something no, An wrong? hour drive. An hour drive going up. Did you say 50 miles? Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: I put another zero in there. I divided it by 2 million. My, my real answer is 61 instead of 610. So I actually would have been not insanely close. 61.
0: What's 60 divided by 80.
1: 76 six. so it's not it's not a nursing school see
0: not that's not it's a you would have been able to graduate high school but not go to nur not finish nursing school
1: which is good because you know <laughs> I I shouldn't be anywhere near needles
0: <laughs> well that's all I got for that do you have any fast facts before we get into the major fact
1: I do Just a few so like you said uh, they live at depths of uh, uh, a thousand meters which is very deep in the ocean uh, they live in the North Atlantic North Atlantic and the Mediterranean area um, and they mostly eat uh, copepods and euphalcids I'm just going to leave that there since we all definitely know exactly what those <laughs> things are and we encounter them every day and I, it warrants no explanation uh, no it's uh, it's basically zooplankton and krill I don't know why they didn't just say those things because it's not just basically that. Um, you, you, you faucids are just straight-up krill. So they're both little crustaceans um, that are eaten by the billions um, by much bigger animals and fish. So, And I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you talk about the rest of it, uh, assuming that your major fact also includes them being
0: bioluminescent. Not much, so you could talk about that when it comes time to. Oh, I didn't do any research on it because I thought you were going to do it. This is a thick uh, major fact. So, in the early 1900s, humans started to learn to use echoes to judge distance and locations right around the time they invented the tow truck. I think 1915.
1: Everything is just uh, around... But before... Tow truck and after tow truck. That's that's how we yeah, just B-T-T. do. Yeah, BTT. BTT or ATT. Yeah. Which is. Uh, today.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. It's this, the that's the thing my f- from Star Wars. Yeah, that's
1: my Star Wars day. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: life uh, day. Today's sonar is what we call the use of sound to bounce off things underwater. It's radar if it's not underwater. Did you know that? Radar mm-hmm. and sonar.
1: Radars for the sky, for air, and Mm -hmm. sonars for water.
0: Yeah. In those early years, scientists used hypersonics in the ocean and found something something deep below the surface that reflected sonar. It was thought that they had found the ocean floor. Surely only that could explain this barrier that seemed to be so vast. The only problem... The floor would move depending on the time of day. The sonar reflected the sonar reflective surface would move up or down quite a bit. So they called it the deep scattering layer, whatever this was. It was thought that the what was thought of as a floor um, is to this day was then actually a great mass of animals. Fish collect in what is called the twilight zone, or the mesopelagic zone, um, which is an area of ocean that light just barely reaches, like twilight. Um, so many of these fish are lanternfish, uh, the the entire family of lanternfish, um, including our spotted friend. Because when the light fades, you need a lantern. And it and it, and actually uh, it actually does have bioluminescence there. I talked about it. There you go. Um, at night, um, the fish follow the twilight toward the surface to feed. So it's not strange to find that animals reflect sonar. If you've ever used a fish finder, you know that you can find schools of fish with sound.
1: <laughs> the only but, reason why that works is because... Fish, fish reflects reflect. sonar. Yeah. The only reason why anything uses sonar is to find fish.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like the whole. Much. There were no fish. Nothing would have sonar. There'd be no reason. Or, or or submarines. Yeah. Um, but this wall of fish seems to seem to stretch unbroken for hundreds of miles. Um, that's a big school.
1: That's a lot of fish.
0: Yeah. Today we know the deep scattering layer stretches all over the world's oceans. So the, the deep scattering layer, all these, fi- this school of fish is all around us. Right, right now? We're in a fish bubble, essentially. Or on a fish bubble.
1: This is an episode um, of the Twilight Zone where we realize <laughs> that we're just surrounded by fish all the time.
0: Yeah. In fact, the biomash. The biomash. It's the (laughs) biomash. How did we do the mash? (laughs) Um, The biomass of fish in the deep scattering layer could be greater than 30 times the current human population.
1: So, like 180 billion.
0: A big, big, uh, like a lot, 180 billion fish, people's worth of fish.
1: Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's what? There's there. We we didn't talk about how many fish go into a person, but multiply it by that.
0: Yeah. So lanternfish are so numerous that they make up 65 percent of all life in the deep sea. Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> these fish move together and evade predators um, using the lateral line system, which sharks have too. Um, that's the special organ that helps them detect small pressure changes in the water. It also makes them really difficult to study because they drop nets down to scoop. They, it should be easy, right? This huge biomass of fish drop a big enough net and you, uh, you catch thousands. Um, but no, they are really good at evading, um, evading predators and nets. So you catch almost nothing when you do that.
1: That is really weird. You'd think that a sperm whale should like forego the whole duking it out with a giant squid
0: and just go down there with his mouth open. For, for the longest time, we didn't know how many fish there were because, Every time we try to scoop some, we wouldn't get very many. But now with today's technology, we found that like it's it's gigatons of fish down there. Um, so gracious. so, um, lanternfish have well well developed swim bladders that allow them to ascend hundreds of feet each night. But this swim bladder filled with gas seems to be really good at reflecting sonar so that's these little swim bladders all huddled together are what has made like this wall of uh to sonar um but here's the weird part lanternfish fish are also instrumental like uh, like not could not do without them in keeping the planet cool so we are familiar with the concept of global warming through the, a buildup of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. But the, there's something called the carbon cycle that cycles it, stuff absorbs it, plants absorb it. Um, but the ocean is a huge part of the carbon cycle. So you think like surely the rainforest is like or surely the Great Plains with all their green grass. Like that, that's where the most of the carbon is going to be soaked up. But it's actually the ocean Um, the ocean is a huge surface covered in phytoplankton, which is plankton that is plants, um, that absorbs CO2 and converts that inorganic carbon, gaseous carbon into organic carbon, which can be eaten by zooplankton, which is plankton that is animals. Um, And zooplankton is a major food supply for the ocean's predators. So, dead cells, detritus, fecal matter drift downward in what is called marine snow. Gross. Uh, And marine snow forms the basis of the deep sea food chain. So, you've got the the above um, food chain absorbing all this carbon that's raining down in... uh, This marine snow that forms the basis of the deep sea food chain. So lanternfish uh, make this up and down journey each day and directly transport carbon from the surface to the deep sea. So they're literally making carbon runs every day. Absorbing carbon into the deep ocean. Taking all this carbon out of the atmosphere and burying it deep in the sea. So without the lanternfish, more carbon might build up in the atmosphere or on the on the surface of the ocean. Yeah.
1: So keep those trillions and trillions of lanternfish alive. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's pretty easy because they're difficult to kill. Or catch.
0: <laughs> I watched a... Uh, well, I mean... I watched the thing about how, like... Na- the, the Fishing... Overfishing has led to some people... Led some people to turn towards the... Uh, the land... Like the, the deep scattering layer fish. Because they're a hugely abundant food source. If you figure out how to catch them. Um, probably through night fishing, I would imagine. Um, but... But yeah, it's a it's a lot of fish.
1: I'm Have you trying ever to been fi-
0: night fishing in the on the ocean?
1: I'm trying to figure out how just how many fish, and it is. <laughs> Pretty sure I did this math right. Um, million, billion, trillion, two quadrillion fish with some change in the millions... in the billions. trillion one hundred forty billion. It's given that it's 180,000... Uh, 180 billion people's worth of fish, and there are only 6 grams, and if given the average person is 150 pounds, that means that 11,000 of these guys go into one person. <laughs> so... Uh,
0: yeah, there are a lot of guys. <laughs> there's a lot of it. Fi- have you ever been um night fishing on the ocean?
1: N- no, not on a boat or anything like that. No,
0: I-, I went this year. Um, and there's like a you catch it at a certain time. I and I I have to ask. Now that I know this, I'll have to ask the people I went with. If, if that was the deep scattering layer. But um, they chum the waters. And at, at a certain point. Um, and, and they were like timing it based on the moon's position and everything. Like there's a lot that goes into like timing a night fish. Um, and but they had chummed the waters. And at a certain point you heard like splashing and like just fish everywhere. Um it's like pitch black, but if you like shined a light you'd see like a ton of fish just like escape the light. Um it was crazy. Uh but I wonder if that's the deep scattering layer, fish from that. Um I
1: mean I feel like a fish that is adapted to live at a at three thousand feet below the surface would not fare well
0: at the surface. They do, they do come to the surface to eat. And they go down to the bottom, down to the deep at night they come to come to the surface.
1: That is a long way to swim. And it also, is. how come the blobfish well, got thousand, so got so 1000 uh,
0: meters um, or or 1000 feet, I forget what it was, was the, well, was was like the, the low and, like high end in number, low end in depth of the lanternfish range. The deep scattering layer is between 980 to uh, 1,600 feet. Feet, not meters? Not meters. Three 300 to 500 meters. Okay. Still, that's a... I
1: mean, usually, again, usually things that live that far down... Um, explode when they reach the surface. So, um, I mean, I guess it helps to be a cartilaginous fish. Or not a cartilaginous fish, a bony fish. You know, the opposite. And have a rigid body structure. But see our episode on the blobfish to see what happens to something that is meant to live at the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) That's quite a journey.
0: Yeah. it's It's a lateral migration. I'd be like... Oh, we got to go back it's so <laughs> far away and so cold and then then they'd say everyone else would be like absolutely the seagulls are coming
1: <laughs> and also everyone else is doing it ted
0: yeah and do your like? your lateral All right. line system tells you
1: <laughs> let's go back to throwing off people's fish radars we have a job to do ted
0: But imagine being at night and just like a wall of... You're looking at your fish finder and a wall is approaching your boat.
1: (laughs) Suddenly 2.04 quadrillion fish are approaching your boat. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, this is how we die. (laughs) Interesting. Um, Also, yeah, they, they do have photophores... Uh, and they actually potentially use their uh, bioluminescence to communicate, but that is not uncommon at the bottom of the ocean.
0: Um,
1: even though, apparently, animals—you'd think that like you have this thing in your head where um, the further you go down, like near the bottom of the the, the, the abyss of the ocean, um, there isn't much. But turns out that's where all the stuff is. <laughs> All of all of the animal is there, and uh, <laughs> we just thought it was the ocean floor. <laughs> that's why it was so big. <laughs> it's like that's nuts. That's like in a in fiction where you're like, hey, look at that mountain, and then it stands up, and it's like, oh, it was actually a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: this is uh, one of the majorest of major facts among the mo- majorist. That is top 50 majorist.
1: That is that is pretty nuts. Um. Yeah, that must have been kind of pretty confusing for World War II submarines.
0: <laughs> well, that that was part of the like they they were freaking out because they were like submarines can hide in this deep scattering layer, and we That's won't true. be able to detect them. Well, could 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 World War II submarines go that that deep? At night, they would wait for it to just come past them. Yeah, I guess. But I guess also if you're in the deep scattering layer and you're traveling in a submarine that's using sonar to figure out where the ocean mountains are.
1: <laughs> you are not you're, you can't navigate <laughs> because yeah. you're technically inside the ocean floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got anything else? That's all I got. All right. That was the lantern fish. Bet you didn't know um, that we are surrounded by fish (laughs) uh you probably already knew that but um not uh two quadrillion of them so if you're out there in podcasting uh kick on those KC lights keep those giant unblinking eyes open as though you had a choice and scramble those u-boat sonars like the lantern fish here in life death and taxonomy
0: The real fish bladder is the earth itself.